Dude, I'm growing my hair out. It's tough. Are you, get, are you getting which hair? Both, actually. <laughs> Dread like Rasta. It's hard, though, because people think you're homeless. <laughs> but you're like, you have to explain to everyone, like, dude, I'm just growing it out. I'm in between stages. So, around where I live, I was at like a park playing Pokemon Go, and there was a homeless guy, and he actually gave me food. <laughs> he offered me a banana. That's when it's that's that that's your lowest point in life. Yeah, my wife was like, "You need to get new shoes. You need to get better clothes. You look homeless." That's fucking great. Is that real? What? Are you just joking, or is that? No, real? I asked my wife. She was there when it happened. That's fucking great. He offered me a bunch of bananas. That is a beautiful <laughs> man. So we are getting into Winston Churchill part. Five. We're gonna end his life today. <laughs> I'm Mike Bonomo. This is Fight the Fate. The never ending Sean series. Klein's and Brian Davies are here. Are you ready for three more episodes of Winston Churchill? This is just <laughs> we're halfway through. <laughs> so, like a colonoscopy, we're going in deep. We're mm. going into the ghost of Churchill. Churchill's ghost was known to haunt Chartwell. Now it's an upscale vegan restaurant. That's why he haunts it. Do you have fucking booze? <laughs> I just want to play something just to get your attention real quick. You guys got any war going on? Ladies and gentlemen, permit me, please, to claim your attention for a moment. Sick, dude. <laughs> Starting off at the point where... He's, like, out of touch with his future. Winston told people that if they elected the Labor Party, there would be secret police on the streets bitch-slapping people for saying things they shouldn't and completely removing their free speech. He used the word Gestapo in a harsh warning. So this is when the election where the <laughs> Labor Party was coming in, and at first he thought he was going to win. Yeah. Like he knew like he he had this wrapped up, but then in the early morning hours one night, he had the premonition that he lost the election of 1945. But Clementine told him to keep his head up high. <laughs> now, he was like slandering his rivals. He would say the craziest shit to like just get people on his side. Yeah, well, a lot of people remember the Red Scare in America, but England had Red Scares too, like, around the same time, like, after World War One and World War Two. Yeah, but this whole thing kept people, like, they disliked him more when he did this. Like, yeah. when he's just coming out, rambling, madman <laughs> shit, people were like, this guy is not a peace guy. He's a war guy. Yeah. So the rejection of the nation weighed heavy on Churchill's mind. Men came in to move his stuff out of the cabinet. <laughs> he spent 30 years there. He was literally homeless. But Clement Adley, his successor, lent him the prime minister's country retreat checkers. That's worse than like the Apollo thing they pull you out with, the staff. Yeah. Get your shit, get out. <laughs> and he knew, I, was, I watched a documentary where he wasn't bringing in any more their top secret information would come in in red boxes <laughs> and that's what he missed the most that there was no more red boxes coming in 
I want to know the secrets. Yeah. <laughs> What's in the box? <laughs> well, just think, dude. Five, for five years, I mean, he was in there for 30 years, but for yeah. five years, he had complete control over everything. And now you're out. You're homeless, kicked on the streets. <laughs> Fucking dude just won a war that, like, saved the world. Yeah. You would think he'd be fine electorally, but... Just unbelievable, dude. And they give him a pity retreat. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he was but, a pity vacation home. Uh, like, the depression was overwhelming. His wife would do anything to cheer him up. And she would play records like French and American war marches. But what really cheered him up was a song called Run, Rabbit, Run. Run, run. Run, rabbit, run, rabbit, run, run, run. Bang, 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 goes the gun. Run, rabbit, run, rabbit, run, 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 run. How long do we play this? Till they give up and unsubscribe. This song is like 15 minutes long. Shut the fuck up. Nah, I'm kidding. That cheered him up, dude. That's high culture right there. That <laughs> really cheered him up. That's the opening to the next Insidious movie. <laughs> yeah, it could be in that. Now, Tiptoe through the window. Run, rabbit, run. Rabbit, run. Ring, 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 ring. Yeah, it would be amazing for horror movies. Yeah, 100%. That's fucking a disturbing song to cheer yourself up to. <laughs> now, Winston's paintings were the thing that would center him again. The beautiful pictures of trees and leaves and scenery would cheer him up. There's secret police behind all those bushes, though. <laughs> <laughs> and he was still, like, ahead of the conservative party. Uh, he wanted to take foreign issues head on. And in 1947, India wanted to become independent. Winston warned that giving them too much power too early could leave their people without true representation. Their government had zero connection with its citizens. Now, yeah. do you know anything about like what India was going through? Because I thought it was going to go in a completely different direction. Yeah, this is like the biggest migration of people in the world at this time because uh, all the Muslims are going to East Pakistan, which is Bangladesh today, and then actual Pakistan. And then the Hindus and Sikhs were going to the Indian territories. So there's like, I don't know, tens of millions of people moving around. Yeah. And occasionally they're fighting each other. <laughs> Why? Along the way. Why? Hindu leaders and uh, Muslim nationalist leaders were like stoking the fire to fight each other. They don't get along? Oh, God, no. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Even today, there's, like, problems. Like, uh, Oh, yeah, you, you don't Mo say. <laughs> Modi's kind of like a Hindu nationalist, like the BJP party. Uh, I think I said this in a previous podcast, but literally the current situation is, like, if we were right, like, we were on the border with Russia, and, like, uh, yeah. they have they have a decent, both countries have decent nuclear capability. Yeah. And they're, they can literally, like, Show like show each other the goat from across the border <laughs> and just taunt each other. Well, like I thought, fuck you, motherfucker, <laughs> piece of shit, Muslim. 
Uh, the the border ceremony is hilarious, where they like peacock at each other. They peacock every What's day a when peacock? they're. I'm curious. Well, every day when they're closing a border, they have like giant feathers in their caps, and they're like doing uh, high kicks at each other. They have Holy like the shit. old school like Indian garb. Yeah, yeah, and the Pakistanis have like a similar uniform. It's just like the I think the Indians is like beige, and then the Pakistanis is black, and it's like almost the same uniform. That's so crazy. Yeah, they're like they have so much similar like a lot there's a lot of cross-border stuff like uh, a lot of uh punjabis are on the border mm-hmm. and they all kind of speak the same language they're just separated by an arbitrary border and religion and even like bangladesh there's some connection to parts of india where they speak bangladesh but they're indian hindus yeah and then the muslims are on the bangladesh side it's fucking retarded well doesn't it seem like people never wanted to listen to churchill until people started dying (laughs) because a year later the british government granted them full self-government india was free dude india was free (laughs) but that's what i was i went through i was researching trying to find all right india's free when did the massacres start where everyone started dying (laughs) instantly no, I really couldn't find anything, like, big that went, like, out of whack. Do you know of anything? Well, it wasn't like a, hey, let's start fighting now. It was kind of just, like, they'd see a Muslim person on the street and attack them, or if they saw, like, a Hindu that's person racist, on the street, they attack dude. them. Dude, that's racist. Islamophobic. Yeah, it's, re- it's religion. There, I think that's reli- let's A lot of them are ethnically the same. That's religi- religious. <laughs> is that a word? Yeah, it, it well, is now. <laughs> It's hard to tell, like, who Trademark. would be... <laughs> it's funny he said, like, they had zero connection with their citizens because the British propped up princely states. So there was, like, a, a head hereditary person that was in control of, like, each state in India. Hmm. Yeah. So they ruled through those, like, princes. So there was, like, millions of princes in, in India, and they were ruling their little fiefs. And then the British were over them. So he's, like, arguing that India doesn't have... A rule, can't self-govern because we made them have a bad government. That's <laughs> not true. Our, pu- our puppet governors aren't yeah. working out. That's yeah, our not puppet, true. Our puppet government's terrible. What, what do you do when you take your fist out of the puppet? It just lays there. I was reading that like he he wanted to protect the Indian people because their government. That's what a lot of dictators say. Trust me. <laughs> trust me on this. All Churchill wanted to do was protect the people of India because their government didn't know how they felt. <laughs> if we don't take all of the raw resources, they'll just misuse them. What Emotional are they gonna... <laughs> intelligence. What are they going to do without white people in charge? How can they survive? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Now, no one did really die. Like, there wasn't anything that went, like, crazy, right? Mm. Like, when they started self-governing, um, I couldn't really find like a big event that happened where like they couldn't handle themselves. Yeah, like I said, there wasn't like a one big massacre where it was kind of just like day-to-day just fighting. Like little yeah, little skirmish. But uh Churchill was present at the first federal moment of European history. Churchill sat among some of the greatest philosophers, journalists, church leaders, lawyers, professors. <laughs> <laughs> entrepreneurs and historians and this was like the hague congress now churchill spoke words of wisdom we shall only save ourselves from the perils which draw near by forgetting the hatreds of the past 
by letting national rancors and revenges die. Calling for the complete union of Europe was the primary focus. The Treaty of London was signed a year later, creating the Council of Europe, and it brought his dreams to life. The Council of Europe, we're going to get into, like, I think this was the right thing where they tried to keep the French out. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to get into that in a little bit. I don't know if it was this or so, I don't know. There's so many they councils, Congress, Hague Congress. But the point is that um, 47 European states have joined the club today by, or by 2013, except for Belarus and Vatican City. Have you ever heard of Belarus before? No. Not before uh, South Park. Oh, it's in there? Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, free, but it, the, free the farmers in Belarus. <laughs> so the, the guy who runs it is a dictator from, like, the Soviet days, like mm. today. And he is a fucking Bond villain. And he has his child that's, like, 13. And is he has the, a golden pistol he carries is around. Is this the everywhere. MMA guy? No. Okay. No, no, that's in Chechnya. Chechnya, okay. Yeah, this guy looks like a, a an old accountant that's wearing, like, Olive drab fatigues all the time, okay. but he's like the worst dictator still around in Europe. And his his son's like a little creepy kid that's carrying a pistol with him all the you're time. You're telling me dictators' kids aren't well adjusted? <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to therapy every day. Yeah, well, he's probably older now. He's probably driving around, what run, about, running people over for no reason. What about the Vatican City? Why wouldn't they join the team? Well, they're the Tell size, me. They're like three blocks. I mean, <laughs> they secretly backed the Nazis during the war. So Are you kind kidding of, me? They're kind of taking a step back. That is a myth. That is slander. I will not accept it. No, it's pretty well documented. Like they harbored Nazis. Fuck. Uh, whenever a dictator is about to take over all of Europe, the Vatican tries to like step in as a mediator. Hmm. Like when Napoleon took over, they talked to him too. Just calm down, he, man. Just yeah, yeah, calm yeah. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Winston always loved to travel. He thought that since America and Britain both spoke English, <laughs> they should be best friends forever. And as a guest of Harry S. Truman, he gave a speech at the Westminster College in Missouri. And this is where he coined the term the Iron Curtain. From Stettin in the Baltic to Trieste in the Adriatic, an iron curtain has descended across the continent. Behind that line lie all the capitals of the ancient states of Central and Eastern Europe. Warsaw, Berlin, Prague, Budapest, all these famous cities and the populations around them lie in what I must call the Soviet sphere. <laughs> the Soviet sphere. That is awesome. He's uh, he has like the best coin uh, phrases, dude. But but it is ironic because like he kind of knew Stalin was gonna do this. He like planned it out with him like with the percentages agreement. Explain that a little bit. This, this it was like this the... so-called agreement. <laughs> it was like the Greek thing. Like the British were like, we just want Greece, and you can take like uh, Romania. Oh yeah, and the like Balkans. splitting up, uh, splitting up. The yeah, territory. so like Churchill knew it was coming, and then like he, it was a self fulfilling prophecy for him. Like he kind of helped it come about anyway. Mm. Well, the Soviets were like a needle in Churchill's ass, and if he had it his way, 
he would have wiped them clean off the map in 1947. A conversation with Senator Stiles Bridges. If the atomic bomb could be dropped on the Kremlin, wiping it out, it would be very easy for the problem to handle the balance of Russia, which would be without direction. America would be doing itself a favor. He thought the people would want nothing more than to see the Kremlin destroyed. The Russians didn't make their first atomic bomb till like 53. So I was getting to that. It's actually 49. Get your shit straight. <laughs> well, a functional one. <laughs> and it wasn't it wasn't just Churchill like a lot of like the US generals like saw the saw the threat of the communists before like the Cold War really popped off, and like yeah. a lot of people were pushing just to nuke Russia and get them out of the fucking way. No, I way. think Churchill was just swindling people. Like, yo, just send one of them over there. Have man. you ever met a U.S. military general? Their <laughs> first answer to every problem is nuke it. Well, th- there was one standout, like uh, General Marshall, who did like the Marshall Plan, mm. like g- using all that money to rebuild Europe. He partly did it because there was commu- the Communist Party in Italy was really strong, and same thing with the Fascist Party, mm. and they were literally car bombing each other and stuff, and it was really violent. And Italy was like the worst example of it, but it was all over the place too. And Marshall was like, "We need to rebuild these places so these people are employed, and they're not like making bombs in their basement because they're bored." Mm-hmm. So like that was his idea of doing a Marshall Plan, like to make Europe less radical and less likely to become communist as well. Yeah, but he he kind of wanted to give Russia money, too, to rebuild, because they hit got the brunt of it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the hardliners, like Truman and stuff, like, nixed that. They didn't want to give funding to the Russians. In Winston's biography, The Last Lion, William Manchester wrote that his second and third thoughts always got better, and eventually <laughs> the bad ideas were overcome with generosity and reason. So Churchill, I mean, dude, you have that first bad thought. He flies off the handle just and then a gets nuke. his wits about him. Just, well, a, just an A-bomb. Why are the police arresting that lion? Public intoxication. <laughs> he didn't drink, dude. That was a myth. Myth. <laughs> Working on his next issue, the plan was to get the defeated French onto the United Nations Security Council after the war. The UNSC was meant to keep the peace for the rest of time. Now we uh I mean we we've been hard on the French, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like we did I didn't know until I did more research what the French actually had to go through. Yeah, but they they dropped the ball. They had more soldiers and better weapons than the Germans at World War II and still lost. Yeah, but I I was reading um cuz their leadership sucked. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to become this a part of this group but the larger view is that france is just a bunch of losers not inaccurate and everyone always jokes about it but in 1944 when the french army was reconstituted they took their revenge and fought heroically and i was reading like during the nazi invasion even though the government surrendered they were still fighting in resistance and but who knows dude how like how, i don't know if this is true uh history is written by the winners and uh the they, they were on the technically they were on the winning side mm-hmm. and history still shits on them yeah well, that is like that is crazy I, you I'm, know what I'm, I'm saying 
Well, I'm just trying to give them some credit, dude. There was people that were still fighting. No, no. Uh, amazing props to, like, anyone who, like, under Nazi occupation is a freedom fighter. Major yeah. props. Because it's not like every, like, you can't control what your government does. And so they surrender, and you're like, what the fuck? I'm not a Nazi. They couldn't help it, but I think Patan, who was, like, a World War One hero, he led the Vichy government. So I think, like, a lot of people... Uh, or the French, like, legacy got tainted because of them. Mm. And, like, the average French person can't control what their government does anyway. Right. Well, the, to except, a certain degree. Except for that time they beheaded at fucking everybody. <laughs> well, yeah, but, I mean, <laughs> we, we don't count that. Churchill knew that the French took part in the, the resistance, and he wanted their allies to be a part of the crew, or at least he wanted France to stay out of that Soviet sphere of influence. People ask, why should France sit with the big three? Because even if there was an official surrender, men and women gave their lives still. So that's what we just talked about. Like, should they sit with the big three? Or should yeah. they be left out as a bunch of losers <laughs> like, they, like they were? France has always had, like, a weird place in, in European history because, like, during, like, medieval wars, they sometimes allied themselves with the Ottoman Empire. Mm -hmm. And, like, even the Russians, who were considered, like, an, an other back in that day. Yeah, yeah. So, like, they're, they're known for being kind of a wild card. They'll make alliances that suit them no matter what. And even during the Cold War, like, they dropped out of NATO for a little bit. They demanded all of our gold at one point. Like, well, dude, like Nixon the, said, no. They're fucking staying out of shit. They don't want to get together. And they yeah. just surrendered in fucking six weeks. But uh, France's empire in Africa was very crucial during the Cold War. They kept a lot of regimes from going communist or like going radical, basically, because mm. they they control like half of West Africa's economy still. To like, this day, yeah, their central bank issues their currency and tells them what interest rates are and stuff. That's nuts. So France controls a lot of Africa. Like, people are saying that, like, China's coming in and influence mm. in Africa a lot, but France has just as much influence as China still. That's a, like, if you're going to bring up France and getting a seat at the table, fucking mm -hmm. China. China's another crazy one. China gets a permanent seat, I believe, right? Not until the 70s. 70s? Yeah, they, kept, um, they put the Republic of China still on the Security Council for decades. Yeah. And then Nixon went to China and opened it up. But nonetheless, if you're going to talk about, like, losers... Technically, getting a seat at the table, like, yeah, China lost a three to one battle in their favor. Yeah, and then the communist regime that kicked out the majority of the Japanese at the end, they didn't get a seat mm -hmm. until the seventies. Like, yeah, China was miffed; like, they were pissed off at everybody, pretty much. Justifiably they, so. They didn't like Russia that much either. <laughs> Weird. They fought a border war with each other in the eighties. Mm -hmm. Well, waiting and waiting. Writing and writing. <laughs> Churchill pumped out a six-volume history of World War II with the original title, The Second World War. Now, getting in line for the general election in 1951, he was working well with his party, and again, he was at the top of his game, a true world statesman. He got back into it, and he was, like, touring and... Doing all this foreign shit. <laughs> and do you know, like, have you seen anything he was doing during that time? Or Oh, well, he was probably still trying to, Just like... Just, like, at the election, like, that 1951. Yeah, he was still trying to keep, like, the empire intact, but he, he made an agreement with FDR during the war that the Americans would help them out, but the English had to dismantle their um, colonies. So, like, 
he kind of was like winking at Roosevelt, like, yeah, okay, I'll dismantle my colonies. <laughs> but we'll do it slowly. So he was, he was working to like have a slow transition to not having an empire. Because mm-hmm. uh, Churchill's idea and the conservatives in general was like, we need to slowly wean ourselves off these raw resources we're getting for like pretty cheap. Yeah. Because yeah, we're trying to rebuild. He saw the writing on on the wall, but he was like, "We need cement from wherever." And st- Not we, the we best the times, if we could. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, being prime minister for the second time had its heartaches. His health was failing most days, and he controlled his business from his bedside. After all, he was seventy-seven years old. Is that old? Yeah, for back then, the life expectancy was like fifty back then. Damn, and he Even in the U.S., and we had, like, the best health outcomes back then. And then, then. he was prime minister? Yeah. 77? <laughs> and he, it's not like he was, like, jogging every day either. <laughs> no. Now, there was also a change in the United States. Dwight D. Eisenhower was elected to office. They didn't really get along, and while Churchill took four transatlantic trips trying to maintain their relationship, his age was catching up to him. He hated to wear his hearing aids in meetings, which led to people just yelling at each other every time. (laughs) I need to look up a picture of 1950s hearing aids. Dude, he could not hear shit. And he's just screaming in these meetings. He's whipping out his tin horn every once in a while. And this this is where he was like, he was growing bored of domestic affairs, financial detail, and some generic foreign affairs, Churchill said this. I've lived 78 years without hearing about bloody places like Cambodia. (laughs) (laughs) Now, any new thing that was coming up in the world, he just didn't, he didn't want to hear about it anymore. Yeah. Like, what is this bullshit? There's fucking wars going on everywhere. He's going full curmudgeon. We just built a fucking peace cabinet. And there's wars going all over the world. I don't care about these Asian countries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like you said, like it wasn't very peaceful this time. Like there were still wars going on. Like mm. every time the uh, European nation would leave, like the powers that they had like manipulated would start fighting each other for control. Yeah, weird how that works. <laughs> now. Stalin died in 1953, so he flew to the Soviet Union to hope that their British-Soviet relations could be strengthened. So th- this is probably why I, I thought they got nukes in 53. I mixed up when Stalin you died. You fucked this whole thing up. <laughs> I'm human. <laughs> I have flaws. <laughs> I'm about to get that fucking Marty robot from uh, that grocery store in here. To take your place. What are you talking about? I passed by. You didn't know about this? Grocery stores are using robots now? To stock the shelves? No, they don't do anything. They find like a spill and then hit the alarm and then someone (laughs) comes to it. Yeah, there's one in the giant near me. Yeah, it it, it just, because it uses like sonar, I guess. So it goes, bing. Yeah, it goes, (laughs) So it doesn't do anything. (laughs) Yeah, it takes a moment. No, this is phase one. Yeah. Yeah. It gets you used to seeing the robot. I'm scared. It takes up the whole aisle. It's not convenient. So what was, what, do you know like what the atmosphere was like in the Soviet Union at this time? Stalin's death, what, what were the people feeling? Uh, they, well, Stalin was popular with a lot of the people, but the uh, like Politburo, which is like the elites of the party, didn't really like him because 
guess what? They got killed every so often <laughs> the from purges. Yeah, but were people, did people like him just because he won the war? There is a lot of room for forward growth. <laughs> like, wasn't Promotion. there murder, a lot of murder with him? So this is a good example of Stalin's, like, attitude. He was at a meeting, and he, everyone, like, got up and started clapping. And then the first person to stop clapping, he killed them. <laughs> That's how it should be. Dude. And people were so scared of Stalin, he actually like died from a hemorrhage, I think, or like a stroke. Yeah, it was just, in it his was room, and like nobody that. wanted to go in there to check in on him. Why? Because they were scared. Yeah, because if he woke him up and he was cranky, he might kill you. <laughs> just thought he was in a fit of rage. <laughs> but yeah, he he did like uh, five year plans, and China kind of like mimicked this, and it was five year plans to rapidly industrialize the Soviet Union uh, during and after the war. So like he improved the conditions of urbanites like people who work in industrial jobs like had vacations they had pretty good pay relatively they had good housing but he like starved like rural russia and ukraine like millions of people died yeah so like the, this fucking the, north korea dude. the urban people who got cheap food and good jobs loved them i always fuck this up no disrespect to ukrainian people with harry potter but the <laughs> the holodomor what the holodomor was that the, that's the starving of the ukraine yeah, I, I never knew the, the Ukrainian name of it, though. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's called the Holodomor. Yeah. Well, we're yeah, learning new things. Which Ukrainians my... have a pretty good reason why they don't like Russians. Yeah, no, you get starved out and fucking, what, I believe, what, it was two million people? Yeah, at least. Two million people got starved to death. The, which is i could i honestly like i i'll take a lot i eaten eaten to death <laughs> might be better than getting starved to death yeah um yeah i guess it's more enjoyable like and, just prolonged suffering and the soviets didn't have like complete control over a lot of these places they uh like communist parties would get elected in a lot of these eastern european states and the soviets would like kind of fudge the election sometimes mm -hmm. weird yeah, and uh, like they fucked our election. Whoa, up. whoa, whoa! <laughs> God damn, different people. Russians <laughs> just rigged our election. Collusion. Give us this orange man. <laughs> burr, 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 burr. Collusion alarm. <laughs> <laughs> but like uh, Yugoslavia, they just like said fuck you to the rest of the uh, Warsaw Pact and left. Like they became non-aligned. Nice. And they kind of like cozied up to China, who didn't like the Russians too. From what, from what I hear of Yugoslavia, that's a very Yugoslavian thing. Yeah. They were like, what did he want to do? The Tito kept the that country together because, like, the one good thing was the communist regimes tended to not have ethnic strife in them. Mm -hmm. Like, they everyone was equally poor and equally fucked up. So, I do not like, care. You are a worker. <laughs> African, <Yeah>. Chinese, <laughs> Russian worker. You work. Like, most of these economies didn't care about luxury goods, but, like, a lot of people were engineers and stuff, so they would... You'd have like the basics. We got uh, we got Tetris from Soviet Russia. Yeah, and that's a very basic game. <laughs> it's a very Russian game when you really think about it. I listened to the Wizard and the Bruiser. You episode. put block on top of other block, that's and you good, get joy at demolishing crazy. blocks together. Everyone, go listen to Wizard and the Bruiser, the Tetris episode. If you want to hear more about Tetris, <laughs> now Churchill was hoping that someday they could just get along with Russia. Just please be be my friend. Why can't we be, be friends? Because I'm fucking drunk. <laughs> <laughs> now he feared the age of the hydrogen bomb and the devastation it could cause. Churchill wanted to be seen as a man of peace. That's all he wanted. He completely did a 180. A 180 from what, Michael? 
from war, war destruction. He's a warlord, dude. Nineteen nineteen twenties, fucking nineteen uh, thirties, uh, George W. Bush. <laughs> what? Don't you ever Rude. slander that name again. <laughs> Don't you slander W. I, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I meant it. I mispronounced Dick Cheney. <laughs> Good old Dick. Now, one night, he invited the Italian prime minister over for dinner. As they were eating, Churchill slumped in his chair, and his head smacked the top of the table. The guests left, and he was taken upstairs to his bed. The doctor diagnosed another stroke. He had one before in 1949. Is this the one in 65? No. Uh, no. You read, <laughs> read, read that. Oh, shit. <laughs> they put too much on me. Foreign affairs. The next morning, he could walk. But by the afternoon, he had lost all feeling on his left side of his body. But still... Nothing could keep a warlord down. <laughs> he recovered pretty quickly. Two strokes later, he's up and walking, <laughs> dude. Well, that's funny. You have so many strokes. You're like, uh, which one? He had <laughs> he had a lot of strokes. Fun, now, fun fact: If you lose alcohol access to alcohol too rapidly, you can have a stroke from uh, chronic alcoholism. Yeah, I've heard of that. Just coincidentally. Interesting. Yeah. Coincidental facts. <laughs> what, you think Churchill ran out of alcohol? What, what's her name? Uh, oh, maybe he tried to go cold turkey. And, uh, maybe his wife got tired Clementine. of him being fucking Clementine. Got tired Clementine. of being, being fucking drunk all the time. We, it would, we were it called... would be Clementine. No, it's Clem... I've, I watched the documentary. Well, That's what we thought, because I was pronouncing it Clementine. And Clementine? Then I, it's Clementine, I guess. Well, she's dead, so Clementine. <laughs> Yo, she was a woman. My theory, Clementine probably tried to get this fucker sober a she, lot. Yeah, yeah, she was probably... Y'all, she was like... We'll get to that in a little bit, but she was so tired by the end. When he got elected again, she was like, I cannot do this again. <laughs> There's so many fun stories we probably will never know. Just of him pissing on the family dog and yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Pooping in the living room. Get back here, you fucking mutt. <laughs> Did I ever tell you my nugget story? I wish you didn't. All right, I'm not going to say it now, but I'll tell you. That'll be a side story. Side episode. story. <laughs> <laughs> so King George VI saw Winston's decline and thought it would be a good idea to invite him over to retire. <laughs> he even had his replacement set up to be Anthony Eden. I bet this was like set up like an intervention, like... Sit Listen, down. man. We love you. We think you should stop having We're strokes for and you. go into retirement. <laughs> yeah, the whole stroke thing, bro. Not a good look. You can't have people stroking out in the government. Do you know anything about Anthony Eden? No. no. God damn it. <laughs> Told you to study this shit. Now, months later, King George was dead. And Churchill finally decided it was time to retire in 1955, and Anthony Eden, who we don't know shit about, was the new prime minister. Well, I did study the Suez Crisis, and he was a prime minister around then. Hmm. That doesn't even fucking help the situation. Except that Eden was married to Churchill's niece, Clarissa. The guy who takes your job is stopping your niece? Yeah. That's, pro- that's how he got in. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. So a year. Speaking of strokes. So the Suez crisis <laughs> that was going on in 
uh, 56, right? Yeah, so that was like the unofficial end of the British Empire because the uh, Suez Canal got nationalized by Nasser, who was the dictator of uh, Egypt. And nationalized means like the government of Egypt owned it instead of the French and uh, English. Yeah. So the Egyptian army took it by force. So the uh, British and French wanted to take it back, but they knew the Americans hated them having an empire, and they hated paying high rates to get through the Suez Canal. So they couldn't do it themselves, so they talked to the Israelis, who are like America's pet project, mm -hmm. and they said, well, the Muslims banned you from going through the Suez Canal, but if you let us retake it, you can go through it again. We'll give you like a discounted rate and let you through. So the Israelis came through, took the Suez Canal by force, and kicked the Egyptians out. And then the French and English came in to, like, separate the Egyptians and Israelis from fighting and then took over the canal conveniently. What the fuck? <laughs> and then America came in and said, get the fuck out of there. No, we told is... you not to go there. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> but we both speak English, man. <laughs> Brothers for life. <laughs> A year later, Winston suffered his third stroke. Ding! Alcohol was his best friend in his ending years. Oh, just then? Well, it was really his best friend at the, at the end. Well, good thing he liked the National Health Service. No, but he had a plan, <laughs> dude. It wasn't like he was just drinking all willy-nilly. He had to add whiskey in the water to prevent any disease. That was his theory. Most that, alcoholic shit I've ever heard. Yeah, but yeah, the, it's true. yeah, but like most shit that has like a grain of truth to it, like alcohol does like disinfect. But like, I'm yeah. sure he was putting like Disinfects a whole mini in organs. it. <laughs> Cleans him out. I need to put poison in my body to keep the diseases out. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know about it, stomach scrubbing? It, it needs alcohol. Dude, he was old though. You don't like need food. You just work. need alcohol. Alcohol has a lot of calories in it. It's yeah. the right stuff. <laughs> he would start like sleepwalking and shit every night. <laughs> just like Clementine's like watching him. I fucking can't. <laughs> he, was, he was sleepwalking trying to start wars. It keeps the disease away, woman. Leave me alone. <laughs> Now, Elizabeth II offered him the chance to become a duke. Winston said, no, thank you. Instead, served as an MP in Essex. Given the title Father of the House, which is usually given to the longest serving mem or oldest member in legislature. So he was a he father. Be he became a mascot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, dude, he's old as shit. He's an icon. It's you, like what the Phillies do when somebody's not one of the heads is, isn't performing and the Flyers, they just give them a different title. Yeah. Like they're like a consultant now, but they're still up there, <laughs> but they can't control shit because they just fucked up. Do they do that to like pad their pension or something? Or is they, there a reason they, why they do it? Well, like they were connected for so long that yeah. they're like family. Cause so like, like they add so many jobs just to keep the family together, but they're like, you're not controlling this shit anymore, yeah. but we're not going to kick you out of here. Sometimes like old celebrities will get like token roles to like keep their uh, SAG uh, membership going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like the directors are like, all right, I'll put you in like, I'll have yeah, you say I'll like you one something. line. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> as the bad guy's getting away, you can be like, no. Is that, <laughs> is that what a cameo is? Yeah. Because <laughs> people shit. always work with their crews. Like you see the same crew, same director. So, I mean, what if Churchill, like, he's like, I, they, you're not making me prime minister again? 
I'm getting drafted by the Soviet Union. It's it's too it's too it's so you don't get like butt hurt and your ego is not too bruised. Yeah, to get no, they didn't want to do. They didn't want to hurt him like you're, that. You're you're bidding put out the pasture with a front row seat to the action. Yeah. Now stepping foot in the House of Commons one last time, Churchill was presented with a resolution that read that this house is desired to take the opportunity of marking the forthcoming retirement. The right of honourable gentlemen of member for Woodford by putting forward on the record its unbounded admiration and gratitude for his services to Parliament, to the nation and to the world, remembers above all his inspiration of the British people when they stood alone, and his leadership until victory was won, and offers its grateful thanks to the right of honourable gentlemen for these outstanding services to the house and to the nation. That was beautiful. I thought I was there. Like I felt like I was in the in the room while they like they read that to him. So if if you watch like parliamentary proceedings today in like on their C-SPAN, they don't speak gutter cockney. No, some of, I some of them probably do, but like it's hilarious. They're allowed to like call each other pieces of shit and stuff on the floor. Like That's great. in a, the American Congress, you can't like make bad remarks about other people. Uh-huh. But on the British one, they, they like someone will be making a speech and like somebody will just be like cocksucker <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking great is there anything else you wanted to add about like churchill's the end of his life did we know anything oh didn't you look up what woodford was, he was uh, like, what so, is a woodford so yeah like you you broke it down enough but like it's just an honorary thing where like you're, you're basically getting put out the pasture where you're a representative of literally a township like <laughs> so you're not the mayor but like you're you're representing Woodford as yeah. as its as its representative, and you could he could in theory sub in if needed, like if to the vote. Mayor is assassinated, so like he slowly like uh, while this was going on, he slowly declined less and less from actually voting on, but he still had the option to vote in Parliament. He was like little Sebastian from Parks and Rec. Yeah, so like uh, <laughs> another alcoholic British pro- Parliament member. Gets in a car gash. Winston can step in, yeah. bloated and somber. If he, uh, if somebody dies by mysterious circumstances. Yeah. How un-British. Yeah. Now, trying to enjoy his R. last... Diana. Hell yeah. Yeah, watch that documentary, Princess Diana. Yeah. It she wore like so... A... She was, like, so interesting. She wore a Phillies Eagles jacket a lot. Yeah, yeah, the, the old school one. Because yeah. she knew it was up. That's sick, <laughs> dude. She didn't fucking rep cricket. I want to get, like, a, <laughs> I wanna get like a Princess Diana poster on my wall with her wearing that. That would be sick. <laughs> that would be pretty dope. So he wanted just wanted to enjoy his last days on Earth. He took long holidays around the world and especially enjoyed the colors on the Mediterranean the French Riviera, and sailed on a yacht, the Christina. As the ship sailed the seas, its path was going to lead straight through the Dardanelles. <laughs> the Dardanelles. No, he did not want to see that. He's going to take Constantinople. <laughs> the captain was instructed to wait until nightfall as to not invoke unhappy memories for Winston. <laughs> why that's history it's history but like you i don't know i fucked up 
that would that would have been funny if he got like drunk and like made Molotov cocktails and was throwing them off like the side. He's like, <laughs> that, that'd be like if I if He's so old. If you ruined my career for like fifteen years. That'd be if like that'd be like me saying like I'm not I can't go over to my parents' house because I robbed them and fucked up there for heroin. Yeah, you know I can't go. I'm sorry I can't come back and come to the holidays. Well, I don't think yeah. they, it's yeah, really it's really tough for me to be back there. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think not for them. Yeah. They didn't really. You got to talk to him about it. I don't think they just made that decision. He's like, a drunken yeah, crybaby. They, they think knew they made the decision his, for him. Yeah, they, he didn't like. Guys, please don't take me through the Dardanelles. <laughs> please. You gotta confront your fucking mistakes. So in 1963, John F. Kennedy made Churchill the first ever honorary citizen of the United States, but he was just too sick to attend the ceremony at the White House. His son and grandson were there to accept the reward. This is bullshit. He didn't go there because they didn't like JFK being Irish and Catholic. You are a fucking <laughs> slanderer. I don't know. Like the, the ravages alcohol does on the body over a prolonged period. Oh, that's a good excuse, yeah. huh? <laughs> it's not a disease. Dude, do you really think that was why? Because yeah, Churchill's the like just... super saiyan of tans. Oh, oh the, you're going back to the tans. <laughs> yeah. Black and tans. Black and tans. I mean... Yeah, you, can only go, you can't go super saiyan for 80 fucking two years of just rampant alcoholism. Like, you're lucky if you get a, a solid 30 out of it. Yeah, like, he yeah. was old as shit for that trip. I think he would have made that trip. And, like, he also did have a... Like, we're talking about an alcoholic that served in fucking, like, 18 blah, blah, blah war. Yeah, he, Dude, you, his knees captured, were probably shot and everything like You know that. he loved the attention. Yeah. He definitely <laughs> yeah, would have yeah. went to get, like, praised to, to, to try To try some Kentucky bourbon straight from the tap? Yeah. I, I don't know. Last time he went to America, he got hit by a car in New York City. No, I think that was <laughs> no, that wasn't the last time. That was a long time. Well, it was one of the. I've heard about you guys and painkillers. <laughs> he went, probably went to America like thirty, like a lot. I yeah, JFK had that good stuff. Mm-hmm. He was getting meth and like injected in him. <laughs> Churchill never liked his son. He would always yell at him like, "Why did I have you? You were a mistake." <laughs> I, I just made that up, but I'm thinking that's what it was. Your mom's hair was looking good one day, and I was just feeling a certain type of way. Yeah, they never got along for their whole lives. Clementine says I can't drink when I'm in charge of the baby. That's fucking rubbish. Now, suffering two more strokes in the 60s and a third one in 65, the end was nigh. His punch card for strokes is like all fill up. Hell yeah. He got the last one for last free. Last one for free. <laughs> Just another stroke. The final stroke released a blood clot. Nine days later, January 24th, 1965, Winston Churchill passed on. He was 90 years old. By the 9th of February that year, all his belongings would be divvied up. <laughs> Fun facts. Like really? One, yeah, one month later, all his belongings. No, so the 24th. Oh, quick. no, the 24th. So what's the 9th? That's two weeks. Two yeah. weeks later, all his shit's divvied up. You, between who like his family, uh, family his... friends uh old old people from from the war and then uh a certain amount went back to the state i didn't know that mm-hmm. they just raided his shit. yeah the, so two <laughs> yeah you died two weeks later all your shit <laughs> yeah but clementine <laughs> was still alive well she was probably collecting his pension from yeah she was the military and um she was old too i forget i think like historically like women 
had le- like shittier standing in Britain oh, than yeah. in America. A- am yeah. I right about that? Like they, the, Think- when did women's suffrage happen in England? Oh, around the same time we did, but like they don't have a constitution like we do. Their their rights aren't in writing. Mm-hmm. Like, like you don't have defined. rights. What when well, no when people make They're, those videos where they get pulled? I know over. my rights. I know my rights. Well, I am going to enact my rights. But Eng- British are like you don't have it. any. England's kind of dealing with it now. They don't have like a definitive freedom of speech written down, mm. codified. That's crazy. Like how yeah. is that possible? Well, that's why we wrote stuff down. English com- Eng- <laughs> we wrote notes. Well, they, they English were, common law is not written. It's, they tried to write it practice. down, and they were just spilling tea all over it. <laughs> that is insane. I can't even Cause believe Because they were shaking from yeah. delirium tremors. How don't they have... Our government's things? a direct reaction to the failings of theirs. That's that, true. That is a fact. Yeah. At least, yeah, in my estimation. Yeah. <laughs> like, they never wrote anything down. We're like, we wrote it down. It's right here. Yeah. Everyone can read it. Look at it. <laughs> You can have bear arms. Yeah. Get, kill you a bear and wear its arms. Nobody will misunderstand this. Now, uh, Churchill's... <laughs> Churchill's state funeral had dignitaries from over 110 countries, a 19-gun salute, and a Royal Air Force flyby. His... But we get 21. Why do we... We're not two guns better than him. Why does he have 19 then? This is bullshit. The, the other two were drunk. That's yeah. what did they They couldn't get 21? That's crazy. Budget cuts. They, they were using French rifles. <laughs> the other two didn't work. Now his body can be found at St. Martin's Churchyard in Oxfordshire. The funeral lasted for four days. I mean, yeah. I'm planning to have like a week long funeral, like how, a camp out, and like barbecue. How Irish of them. I, I'm, con- I'm converting <laughs> to Judaism just so people have to be around me for a week. For years. It, it does sound cool. Like they call it sit and shiva. Yeah. I always thought that was like a cool, it sounds cool. I want to get yeah. stuffed. Did we, did we, did we go to shiva? I forget. We, we didn't, we didn't about? go, we didn't go, we went to the funeral. We didn't go to a shiva, right? I think Shiva's just like your. We went to the funeral. Very yeah, we close went family. to a, a Jewish funeral, and the rabbi or whatever he was was, it was so re- out of control. Yeah. The shit he was saying, I was so offended. It really was crazy. It was insane. So Wait, what was he saying? Like, that we was went, so like, controversial. We, our buddy died of a, a heroin overdose, and like I don't know, like I'm just I'm used to somber funerals where there'll be like a joke. Or yeah. two. He yeah. was like, he was doing like a solid like ten minute spot at like Helium yeah. Comedy Club. <laughs> he was like an old Billy Heroin jock. No, not really that crazy. No, but, but like, he told I his... told him it wasn't kosher. He was slapping chops, dude. <laughs> no, like... but he told the girl like this. He had a girlfriend for like a, a month or something before yeah. he died, and he looked at her and he's like, "You would have been the one." <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, shit like shit, that. Like, sh- I was like, "What the fuck uh, like, is wrong with this guy?" Yeah, shit like that. Like real out of pocket shit that you just. <laughs> You know, common decency says you just keep that as an inside thought. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's get back to uh, (laughs) Churchill. Damn. Uh, Clementine (laughs) was a widow, but through 56 years of marriage, she put everything she had into taking care of Winston. He wouldn't have been the man he became if it wasn't for Clementine. Salute. And Clementine is lost to the ages of history. (laughs) She really is. Like, no one, I mean, I haven't heard anyone talk about her, like, being a part. Like, I'm sure that, I mean, the historians do, but, like, regular people, 
who knows like the part that Clementine played in all of this because Churchill wouldn't have existed without her. He would have yeah. self-destructed so fast. He couldn't even take care of himself without well, her. I'm sure he wanted to give her credit for stuff, but like the way the times were back then, if mm -hmm. he said like, yeah, my wife is like 50% of all my work that would have like made him look bad to other politicians maybe. Yeah. No, so I maybe he may have downplayed it, but he wanted to lift her up maybe. No, I, I shit on this dude a lot but like legit like uh, I'm just one, throwing out uh, theories. No, a very common thing like in this thread is like he was deeply loving of Clementine yeah. and appreciative as a role and I believe like we started one of the episodes with like he wanted something for her but like the times were too radical like a speaking. Yeah, she wanted to be a politician yeah, he wanted yeah. to help her out but. Yeah, the times were just not yeah, about it. Yeah, too hard to do. That's We said that in the last episode. Well, is she gonna be a fucking lady of parliament? <laughs> you want a lady? Was that's, she gonna wear a skirt? Yeah. That's what we said. Like she put she made it her life to get his life better. Like yeah. her part was in, through him. Because yeah. she knew if she did it herself, it would have never worked and at that time. Margaret Thatcher had a lot of, like, similar policies to him. Like, she was very pro-federalization uh, of Europe. Like, she was— uh, Also pro-murder. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> if you're striking minor, you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, she kind of had some of his legacy to keep going. Well, today, I mean, women are moving up in the world— yeah. So we got a lot of politicians, a lot of everything, <laughs> but the one thing is the presidency. Do you, when do you think a woman could actually become the president? When you have something better than Hillary fucking Clinton. Oh. Hot takes. We're not going to get into <laughs> that right now, because well, that's a, a whole fucking a, Okay, Sean. A lot of the world's had women prime at, ministers and shit already. As a veteran, Sean, what would have happened if Hillary Clinton was in office? You mean... I, I mean the fact that she's a vicious war hawk. Oh, I definitely think she would have started more wars. Like we would, we would be at war with Lebanon. Yeah, we would. Not be... to get into my own shit, but I actually didn't vote for her because I thought she would go to. Yo, war. keep that shit secret. <laughs> Let's um, this is gonna be a whole other side episode about this, but I do want to see We're a just... woman president, and I am for equal rights. I'm voting for AOC for president. We're just chilling in Cherry Hill. Right, <laughs> did you see that vine that she did? <laughs> no. She she put like a picture of like a, a iced tea or something, and then Hillary Clinton put the camera on herself. She's like, I'm just chilling in Cedar Rapids. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the most forced thing it's ever. It's the dementia setting in. <laughs> yeah. what, what is she? She's, she's like 70 now, right? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, she's old too. Now, this was our longest series we ever made. Winston Churchill, a five-parter. Yeah, n now we got PTSD from all this. Dude, I don't want to even read <laughs> I've actually anymore. I've actually taken back up drinking, so uh, I've relapsed. Just to sit in his shoes just, for a time? Yeah, I just yeah, like... Was, that was just for research, I, to get into the character. To be a method actor, you really got to, like, you got to drink shitty English whiskey. And I just want to thank everyone for listening to this series. I hope you liked it. If you have any people that you would like us to cover, just message me. I'm going to be making an email and stuff soon, but you can see my Instagram, Facebook. You can get in contact with me. <laughs> and I want to know if we have any veterans that would like to do an interview, mm -hmm. we can get you to call in and we can tell your story. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks, Sean Kleins. 
Thanks. Brian Davies. I'm Mike Bonomo. This is Fight the Fate.